Hey guys, it's Pastors Aaron and Terry Bagwell, and we wanted to say thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend to keep others around you encouraged throughout the week. We hope you have a blessed day and enjoy the podcast. God bless you. I wanted to take, what we're going to do today is I'm going to just share for a couple of moments, and then we're going to get into the process of our communion. And so I just want us to begin by reading the scripture together out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 9 through 11. And we're going to just start setting our minds and our hearts on the wonderful, wonderful gift that Jesus was, is, and is to come. Amen. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for the next few moments that we have together. That, Lord, we honor and glorify you in this church today. I thank you for so many friendly faces. Lord, our loved ones, our family. Lord, all of us being together as a church family today. We thank you that, Lord, over the next 24, 48 hours and beyond, Lord, we're just going to enjoy each other's company. Lord, as we share gifts and time and food and whatever we have planned, that, Lord, you'll be honored through it all. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in each and every one of us, in our families, and in our church. And Lord, we just give you praise, glory, and honor for your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 says this. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen the east guiding them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house, and they saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These gifts are portrayed in so many different ways. The nativity scene we've seen in so many different ways. Uh, shapes and sizes. Terry and I just bought a new one for our home the other day. It's really cool. And uh, sometimes they're big. Sometimes we put them on our lawn, right? And it blows up. I saw one of those at Walmart. That was fun. And, um, you know, and then they have really tiny ones. Or maybe you've seen a live nativity. Different churches and ministries have done. And all these things are to represent this moment that these uh, birth of Jesus had taken place. But these three wise men, as they were called in the Bible, had traveled. But they brought three gifts and these gifts, I remember as a kid myself, I always thought, okay, gold, I understand gold, but what is myrrh? What is frankincense? You know, I always thought Frankenstein, you know, as a kid. And I never understood what were these things and, and why did they bring these weird things? Well, um, one of the powerful things as you get into the Word of God is understanding that nothing is done by accident, coincidence, or mistake, but that everything was done in a way to glorify God and to honor who Jesus was. And I just wanted to share about these gifts because first gold was given to Jesus as a gift fit for a king. That the gold represented what kings were given. And this wise man was honoring that he was not just a baby, but he was not just a leader. He was going to be and is the king of kings. He was the king, the ruler of of a kingdom we can't even see yet fully. 
that it is something so far beyond this world. He is the Messiah. He is the King of Kings. And so when the gift was brought, understanding that this baby was not like any other man born on earth, it was representing the understanding of who he is and who he was and who he's yet to come. Frankincense was a unique thing, and it was actually a scent used in temple worship in the Old Testament. And it was used by the priests to actually cover the smell of the sacrifices. In the Old Testament, God demanded animal sacrifices for the atonement of sin. And so once a year, all of Israel would come together and bring their best sacrifice. They'd bring lambs or goats or whatever livestock they had. It was a society where that represented also their income. And so they brought a big gift. And when they brought the gift, they would kill the animal. And that animal then would, of course, have a smell that would come off that was not very pleasant to the natural. So frankincense was used to cover this smell. Now, why is that important? Because Jesus was the king of kings, but he was also recognized as the great high priest. So the gift of frankincense represents, as Hebrews 2.17 says, for this reason he has had to be made like his brothers in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. This was the perfect gift for a priest because only the priests were the ones that would use the frankincense. So not only was Jesus honored as the king of kings, he was honored as the high priest, as the word called him. And the last gift was myrrh. And myrrh was used to embalm the dead. It sounds like a thoughtless gift for a baby, right? You know, But the gift actually showed the reality that Jesus was born to die. That the sweet baby wrapped in warm clothes lying in that manger would one day hang from a rugged cross and wear the sins of the world. In John 3.16, one of my first scriptures I ever memorized as a child says this, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The myrrh was the representation and acknowledgement that this baby was not like any other baby. This was the son of God that he had come with a great purpose. And that purpose was to take on the sins of this world and become the sacrifice. No longer would we need animals, but God was called the perfect lamb of God, that his body was broken and crucified and given freely. No man took Jesus's life, but Jesus gave his life. And so when this gift of myrrh was given, it was recognizing that not only are you the king of kings and the great high priest, but you are the savior of this world. These gifts are powerful. And I always like to share this little insight when we get to this time of year to remind everyone what the nativity scene really is representing. Who is Jesus? He wasn't just some sweet baby in sweet golden diapers, as a movie said once, you know. That, that people, you know, look at Jesus in all these funny ways, you know, and, and kind of put him in the mix with Santa Claus and elves or something. But that has nothing to do with who Christ is. All of that, I believe, can be distracting to the pureness of what Christmas is. That this is the understanding that we 
are sinners in need of a savior. That it would not have been for that man coming to this earth, giving his life. Where would you be? Where would I be? We'd be lost. We'd be hopeless. We'd be separated from God's love. But that love stretched out in a way that reached down out of heaven and poured into this world through Jesus. And so that moment that baby was uh, recognized was the first step in what would be many over his 33 years on this earth to bring forth the fulfillment of every prophecy that he is the Messiah. And I don't know about you, but I am grateful for that today. Amen. So as we read John 3.16, we remember that he is and was the greatest gift ever given. And even today when we talk about exchanging gifts, it comes from this moment of the wise men bringing gifts, bearing these gifts. But Jesus himself was the greatest gift to mankind. I, I want to read a scripture as we're going to partake of communion today. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 29. It says this, that therefore whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And uh, I'd like to ask Nikita just for a moment to come forward and just play a little bit. We are about to receive communion. And communion is something we're going to read about and, and, and read scripture about here for the next few moments. But more than anything, we are going to acknowledge who Christ is. He said, whenever you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And that's what we're doing. That's what Christmas is about, remembering. You know, how many things in life do we say we'll never forget, you know? But as time goes on, if we're not careful, we can easily forget. And so as we get into this time of communion, we're not allowing ourselves to forget. We're going to take a moment here today in prayer. And when we read the scriptures I just read, it says, let a man examine himself. And here's what I'd like to do. If everybody could just bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment. I want to ask you a question. Where are you at in your walk with Christ? If you were to examine yourself right now, do you feel that you are in alignment with God's word? Or have you fallen short like so many of us have? Well, now is a moment, wherever you're at today, where you can pray and God hears your prayers. No matter what you're going through, or what you've done, or the imperfections you may have participated in, or the sin, Sin is just breaking God's law, but we've all been guilty of it. And so today I'd like us to just say a prayer today. And I want you in your heart to join with me today. And so I'd like to do this. If everybody could say this prayer with me, this is just a moment where if you mean this with your heart, God hears your prayers and he sets you free. So say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now. Forgive me of any sin and wash me clean in your precious blood. We thank you for the price you paid. 
and we receive your free grace. We receive your mercy and we receive your love. I surrender my life to you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for watching today, and I pray the message was a blessing to your life. If you want to stay up to date with all things Expect Hope, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on social media. You know, we can't do what we do without you. And if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry, please go to expecthopechurch.com. You know, it's impossible to meet all the needs without so many faithful supporters just like you. Thank you for your consideration. And if you're ever in the Denver area, we invite you to come join us for a service on Sunday morning. God bless you. Thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow to stay up to date in everything we're doing at Expect Hope. We hope this podcast encouraged you and that it will help you through any trials you may be going through. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed rest of your week.